Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. As long as I continue to make everything look pretty and shiny on the outside, I didn't care how miserable and ugly I felt on the inside. I realized that I deserved a better me, so I can be the wife and the mom that I really wanted to be. If you're ready to get real about addiction treatment, call Karen. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen. Real results. Real care. Real about recovery. What is up, my friends? Welcome to your Thursday edition of Cannabis Insider. Absolutely thrilled to have you guys back joining me. It's just me today. My Argentinian action figure of a cohort, Javier Hase, is not going to join us today. The man has got the sniffles. Send him your best on Twitter, uh, to his email if you have it, uh, on his Instagram, his LinkedIn. Just be like, dude, I hope you're okay. Uh, He's good, though. Uh, We'll have him back on Tuesday. We're all just recovering from a massive event in Miami. If you missed it Tuesday, we had a great recap of that. Um, Benzinga Cannabis Insider. Just covered a few of the topics that we went over, a few of the speakers that we had, and some predictions uh, of what we saw. Um, if you're coming in and joining us, this is your first time, throw up a one. We love knowing who's here for the first time. If you are a regular listener or you've been here before, throw up a two in the chat. Uh, we love seeing you guys. Drop your stocks uh, for cannabis-specific stocks if you want to touch on those couple things. Why don't we touch on some news first? We have two awesome interviews for you today. We're going to end with a killer video uh, from the last couple weeks. But first and foremost, foremost, Sundial, S-N-D-L, earnings yesterday. I don't know if Spencer touched on this for you guys, but uh, Sundial up 63% sequentially. Uh, They are down 8% year over year for their full year, uh, which was, I think, around $56 But they just recently closed their acquisition of Alcana. Alcana, one of, if not the largest private uh, retailer and distributor of alcohol in Canada. Um, so that's obviously going to add a huge uh, boost to their annual run rate uh, over the course of the next 12 to 18 months, uh, maybe even six to 12 months. Hopefully uh, we see it sooner rather than later. Um, obviously, they're going to get quite a reach um, in- into uh, markets with perhaps beverage products. And also don't forget, they have money in a lot of different places through Sunstream Bancorp, which they are massively a part of. They have invested in Diva via Sunstream. They've invested in Jushi via Sunstream. So Sundial, I think doing just fine. Their year-over-year numbers don't concern me really at all. Um, Flora Growth Corp, kind of uh, controlling their global supply chain. That's exciting. FLGC, uh, they're doing so by basically reducing cost of goods as the company is going to cultivate, extract, and implement their own cannabinoid derivatives into their own product. <laughs> so they get to control their entire supply chain. They get to control uh, all of their expenses and not support their competitors. Uh, that seems to be uh, probably one of the best parts of that news. Uh, so FLGC, SNDL, I think a big winner for the day, though, we, we don't talk about them a lot. Halo Cannabis. H-C-A-N-F on the OTC and Halo, I think, on the CSE. 
uh, or whatnot, or maybe Neo. Um, but Halo Cannabis, I think signs and they did sign an LOI to acquire Phytocan Holdings, which is a wellness CBD company in Europe. Uh, the acquisition, they're, they're a California-based company, so the acquisition has to happen via uh, a subsidiary in Ontario, which they have yet to form. But they also, I think literally like 30 minutes ago, announced another acquisition. So Halo Cannabis moving a lot today uh, in terms of, you know, uh, acquisitions in M and A, uh, they are massively moving in the international market. Uh, they also are the majority shareholder of Aconda, aka N, which recently IPO'd on the Nasdaq, uh, I believe, a week or two, maybe two weeks ago now. Uh, a couple more items before we bring on Ethan Zone. Recreational marijuana tax revenue exceeded three point seven billion in 2021. Three point seven billion in taxes from the legal states alone uh, for recreational marijuana. And New Jersey, we're going to hopefully get Jeffrey Schultz on to talk to us later on this episode about the rollout in New Jersey, what happened 421 and the weekend after, get his sentiments on it. Uh, but New Jersey saw just under $2 million. And it looks like we do have Jeff pumped about that. So without further ado, we have two awesome guests for you all today. You don't have to hear me just talk to myself the whole time. They're like, oh, thank God. Uh, Ethan Zone. Super excited for this brand ambassador for True Leave. You may know him as the winner of Survivor. Uh, he also just ran the Boston Marathon. I mean, the man does it all. He's way cooler of a guy than me, and I can't wait to bring him on. Aaron Thomas, let's do this. Let's get him on over here. Ethan, what's up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Oh, doing well, man. Honestly, I'm normally on here with a uh, co-host, so just hearing myself talk for five minutes straight feels weird. I'm I not. Mean, I, going it. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for the positive sentiment. I but write yeah. down my little stock tip, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I got about halfway through all the tips I have. So, uh, but with that, man, tell us about you. Tell us about Ethan Zone. Uh, I got that right, right? Zone. Well, it's like it's Zon. It's like John with a Z, but it's totally cool. Got it. No, I'm glad I asked. So, Ethan, tell us about yourself, man. Well, uh, I am a former professional soccer player, uh, winner of the reality TV show Survivor Africa, and I'm also a two-time cancer survivor. And now wow. the brand ambassador for Momenta, which is True Leaves' first in-house everyday wellness brand. Very cool. So what do you mean by that, everyday wellness brand? Um, and, yeah, let's start there with that question. Well, I mean, in terms of the, anyone looking to, you know, start their journey uh, with cannabis or the wellness journey, uh, you know, they're looking for Momenta to be that brand within True Leaves roster of brands. You know, I feel like they have a good, you know, selection of products. They have, you know, capsules, they have tinctures, RSOs, pain creams, cooling gels. So I feel that anyone who's looking to just start getting into cannabis, uh, this is a great, great place for you. I love that. And what, what drew you to this? Obviously, you know, wellness, it did, did it, it wasn't the, the celebrity a aspect of it. Was it your own battles uh, that you fought? You know, what, what drew you to this? Yeah. I mean, I was never really into cannabis, you know, my whole life. I never touched the stuff. I was a professional soccer player, college, like maybe I smoke weed second semester, my senior year. Don't tell my mom, but like, you know, it just wasn't my thing. Uh, however, you know, uh, post playing career and when I was diagnosed with a rare form of blood cancer, I obviously knew and read about some of the benefits of using cannabis to mitigate the side effects of cancer treatment. 
So that was really when I started to get into medical cannabis for the obviously therapeutic properties that it has. And it was it was a game changer for me, to be honest. You know, I was I was putting down a lot of synthetic pills, you know, mm-hmm. pain kills, anxiety, sleep, all that stuff. You know, and then I was ripping Adderalls in the morning just to get enough energy to go to the doctors to get my medicine. So I needed to change things up. And at that time in 2009, living in New York City, there really wasn't access to medical okay. cannabis. So I was literally on the streets, bald with chemo, mask, gloves on, like talking to my drug dealer, you know, not my drug dealer, a drug dealer. And he's selling all sorts of drugs, not just cannabis. And I didn't know where this stuff was coming from, like if it was sprayed with anything or mold or carcinogens. So it was a really nerve wracking, illegal activity on top of the fact they already had cancer. So that was a really uh, difficult situation for me. And at that time, I was like, I want to do something. I want to help educate other cancer patients that might be going through a similar thing. Mm-hmm. So from, you know, you know, talk to me a little bit about being a celebrity influencer for a cannabis company. I mean, uh, was it what you expected? I, I mean, what, what is the day to day for you and, and how effective do you feel it is for the, for the company itself? Well, I, I personally believe that with cannabis, um, there's a lot of education that's involved with it, especially if you're trying to attract folks who aren't used to um, cannabis or used to cannabis as a medicine. So I think the role of an ambassador or celebrity spokesperson can be powerful. Mm-hmm. I feel there's a need for like the big top notch guys, you know, like the Willie Nelsons, the Justin Beavers, the Rihannas, you know, uh, Martha Stewart, Snoop, like they have their place in the business. However, I do feel there's a spot for like, you know, the, the D-list celebrities like myself, the reality <laughs> folks, you know, there, there is an authentic story. And like, I really use this stuff on a daily basis to help myself, help the people around me because I'm a lot much nicer to be around. Um, and so I think that storytelling around the benefits of cannabis is very powerful. So mm-hmm. with True Leave and Momenta, you know, I think there's a good spot. It's their first in-house brand. They want to raise awareness for it. They want to prove that like, you know, cannabis is not for the stoners. It's not an illegal drug. It's not illicit. So I'm like an everyday guy. I'm an athlete. I am, you know, had cancer. I'm in the public eye. So I think it was just a really good fit. And of course, we launched a product with the running of the Boston Marathon two weeks ago. So that right there shows you that like, I was actually, you know, I had to learn or I, I started training with cannabis, which I had never done in my life. I used to keep them separate. You know, I got my cannabis for play and then I got, you know, my working out, but I brought them together for the marathon and it was really interesting, fun, new and positive experience for me. Yeah. And I want to ask about the marathon here shortly, but, um, you, you know, you're, you're talking about cannabis tackling a lot of things, right? You're, you're talking a lot of different types of products. So, um, you know, when it comes to being an athlete, you know, I feel like the education around cannabis as a whole uh, does not lean itself for that. Um, you know, it does not lean itself to be a, a focus, uh, a focus medicine or, or uh, perhaps a performance enhancer, obviously a legal one uh, and, and a, um, a regulated one. Uh, is that part of your journey as well uh, in terms of Momenta? Well, are you saying like trying to uh, get more people to work out using cannabis? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just to, you know, expand the quote unquote uses of cannabis as part of your uh, journey with True Leaf? Yeah, I definitely think that is part of my journey. And I think it's it's part of what they're trying to push uh, to their consumers, because I feel a lot of folks may see cannabis um, 
as you know, either strictly recreationally or it's anxiety or it's nausea or it's like definitely medically focused, but it can be used, you know, for just everyday wellness. You can use it, you know, I have found benefits with the yoga, with the stretching, with the working out. So yeah, I think it's a really uh, useful medicine for those reasons. You know, I'm not getting like blasted and going out and like working out and running sprints and anything, you know, this, you know, I felt like it kind of got me, you know, in sports to talk about getting into the zone, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it got me into the zone quicker. Uh, it helped me focus a little bit more. I could, you know, even when I didn't really want to work out, if I kind of uh, got a little bit cannabis inside me, it would be a little bit of a motivator. So in that sense, maybe it is a performance enhancing drug, but I'm not a professional athlete anymore. And it's really just helped in my wellness journey. That's great. That, that's yeah. really great to hear. Um, so tell me about the Boston Marathon. You know, let, let's go a little bit further into that. Uh, you ran yeah. it. Hey, incredible. Um, yeah. But I'd love to hear more about your spot in it via a cannabis um, influencer. Sure. Uh, I mean, I've run a bunch of marathons, never while using cannabis. I ran the Boston Marathon in 2013 to celebrate being one year in remission from cancer. And that was the year the bombings happened. Mm. So I pulled off the course at mile 24. And so for me, that was just like, you know, that was a, an extra layer of uh, excitement to be able to go back, run the marathon again. But this time I was celebrating 10 years in remission and I was also, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been, it's been a journey to get there. And uh, I never thought I'd be in a place where I could run a marathon again. And so just, just being here is, is quite a gift. And I was able to run for a charity active against cancer and Activins Cancer's mission is to make sure that exercise is an integral part of cancer treatments. So it was really fun to, you know, bring all these these people together. I had True Leave, I had Momenta, I have Active Against Cancer, you know, my past experience at the marathon, celebrating 10 years in Boston where I grew up. It was just oh. this like total combination of emotion and excitement. And uh, I was a little bit scared at times, uh, <laughs> but other than that, it was just a beautiful, magical day. Massive congratulations to you, Thank man. you. That's fantastic. Um, I, I ran a, a mini marathon before, a half marathon when I was a freshman in high school. There and I got to tell you, my time was not respected. <laughs> it's not about the time. <laughs> Have you ever tried kind of, you know, being, you know, athletic while using cannabis? I have not. Um, That's why I'm I'm so interested, honestly, uh, in in your journey and and utilizing it. Because I know cannabis, uh, there's so much research to be done. And there's so much room, uh, you know, for for the uses of it to be uh, explored and experimented with and these products to go support that. Um, So I was interested in in how you use it, but uh, which I think how you use it is part of being a celebrity influencer, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Totally. And, you know, I was using it, you know, mostly um, during and after. So I would, you know, use a five milligram capsule. Um, I I don't smoke anything. So I Mm -hmm. five milligram capsule and then probably and then around two hours after that, I used it at the 13 mile mark, another one. And then after it's been a huge help for me, the pain creams, the THC infused pain creams, cooling gels. I use a one-to-one ratio tincture of THC CBD. I feel like the CBD is good for inflammation. It chills me out a little bit. So there's a whole host of ways to use it, not just, you know, to get high and run, you know, Um, there's therapeutic reasons to use cannabis and CBD. Amen to that. So <laughs> what's next, man? I, I mean, with, with you, with True Leave, uh, where do we go from here uh, with this partnership uh, and with your place in cannabis? 
Well, I mean, I love TrueLeave. Obviously, you know, I'm a little bit biased here, but, you know, largest multi-state operator in the U.S. This episode is brought to you by Verizon. Get a Verizon Business Unlimited plan from the network businesses rely on. Hey, Monica, with 5G Ultra Wideband in many more cities, you get up to 10 times the speed at no extra cost. Hello, downloads in no time. Plus, unlimited premium data and hotspot data to keep the signal flowing and your teams going. Come in or book an appointment with a Verizon business expert to find the right plan for your team. 5G Ultra Wideband available in over 1,700 cities with Business Unlimited Pro 2.0 smartphone plan. Speed comparison is to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Download speeds may vary depending upon network and coverage conditions and content optimization for 5G Ultra Wideband. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500 and 10 dispensaries nationwide um you know momenta is being sold in west virginia massachusetts and florida you know so i'm really excited to partner with these guys because they focus on the research they focus on the education and what i found with momenta is like every, it's like a really quality consistent product i'm sure you've been involved with some cannabis or taking cannabis some days you get really feel it the other days you don't so like this mm-hmm. this quality and consistency as an athlete is something i needed i need to know sure i got five milligrams every single time I took it. And I knew exactly how I'd feel. Uh, so I'm just excited to partner with them. I'll be with them for the whole year. And we've got a bunch of fun events coming up um, in the next, you know, nine months. Awesome. Ethan, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, anything else you want to say to our audience? Anything else, you knowledge bombs you want to drop? Honestly, it's been a pleasure. And it's always interesting to me to, to talk to athletes and, and influencers in the space and see how they see themselves uh, as cannabis leaders. Yeah, I mean, I see myself, you know, I'm talking to all those people, like I said, you know, we're, we're in a group right here, probably listening that, that love cannabis and agree with, you know, all the messaging behind it. However, my role, I feel, is to try to educate and open the window to a lot of folks who may not be, you know, interested in cannabis, like little mini incremental shifts in perception. That's what I'm going for. Um, you know, if you're daily routine isn't necessarily working for you, taking too many synthetic medicines, or you're not sleeping well, you got some anxiety, like maybe think about a plant-based wellness journey, you know, cannabis is from the earth. And so uh, I feel it's just a more natural way to, uh, you know, achieve some of the goals you might be trying to look for. Amen. Incremental steps. If you learned anything from Ethan Zahn, gotcha. It's incremental steps. Ethan, really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so so much. That's today. Awesome. We'll see Ethan a bit. Uh, super interesting to me because honestly, we have a lot of discussions on this podcast and Javier's articles at our events about uh, celebrity um, involvement in 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 cannabis and in the industry, uh, athletic involvement, and these athletes being involved. And uh, I think with Ethan, you see an actual wellness journey there uh, and a lot of history 
with this plant. So awesome to talk to him. Thanks again to Ethan for joining us. Let's keep it rolling. We have an awesome next guest for you. I'm super excited. Let's bring on Jeffrey Schultz, partner at Forstein Kulik. There's the man. What's up, Jeff? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. Good to have you back on. Are you repping Glass House on my podcast? Look at you go. I am. I had to. I had to for this one. I had to today. Fantastic. Well, next time you see Kyle and Graham, be like, hey, go chat with Elliot for a little bit on the podcast. I'll let him know in about an hour. (laughs) They'll be like, who? Um, Awesome. Jeff, good to have you, man. So, I asked Jeff like literally less than 24 hours ago to come on the podcast and talk to me about New Jersey. Uh, and Jeff, you know, it rolled out what last Thursday, I believe, 421. Can you just give us a sense of how it went? Yeah, it's open. Uh, it went really well. It's open. And, and that, you know, I, I don't mean that uh, I, I guess I'm trying to be, you know, a little humorous about it, but the reality is uh, it's, it's awesome that it's even open, right? We, it, we, we've come a very long way. Um, and getting to this point and and people have been very, very patient with the opening of this market, but it went really well, right? There's $2 million in sales at day one, um, which is a pretty impressive number. There's only 13 stores open, um, and they crossed. Yeah. So not a lot, right. We're just, you know, we're, we're, uh, sort of lagging into the, uh, the East coast market here, but the first thing, first 13 got open, I think it was something like 12,000 customers, $2 million worth of revenue and sales, um, big numbers. Just imagine you can extrapolate what those numbers would have looked like if, uh, you know, the state had opened with uh, 50 or 75 stores. Wow. Uh, could have been massive. Uh, it was a big number anyway, but the lines, I'm sure, I know if you haven't seen the videos, um, it's, it was, um, it was, it was hard to watch. You see these lines as people lined up like for a mile to get right. into these stores. And some of these, you know, some of the stores are, are operated by public companies and see their stocks trading down um miserably on a day where people are fighting to get into a store to buy their product is is wild um but you know look fundamentally it was great and and it's uh it's the beginning of you know look massachusetts has been open for several years but Mm -hmm. i think people are really excited about the tri-state area and this is uh that was day one last week absolutely don't talk just about cannabis stocks trading down jeff we don't need that kind of depression on here can you believe it Dude, it's so sad, man. These companies, they, they just get torn to shreds for almost, almost no reason. Sometimes it's worthwhile. It, it's, um, hard to, it's hard to understand when you see, like, literally on the same day, if you were to put a ticker up against the, the, a video of people waiting in line to get into these stores and see their stocks trading down a couple percent, like, you got to be yeah. kidding me. Um, so- was there a winner? I mean, I mean, I'm sure maybe we just say all the all the dispensary owners, but was there a specific win from that day that you saw that that's worth pointing out? I think not in a you know I don't I don't know who won you know the most I don't mm-hmm. know who sold the most I'm sure Terrasen crushed it. Yeah, um, you know they're in position A. Um, I think I think the state of New Jersey is the big winner, and I think consumers are the big winner in New Jersey. They finally have access to it, and you know. For better or worse, same is true of New York. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. a long drive. I don't know how the closest, how far away the closest store is to New York City, but it can't be that far. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's. Uh, I think, I think consumers won the day. They finally yeah. have access to it. They've been waiting a very, very long time. Um, but you know, there's, there's a couple of players there that that are very well positioned, and um, you know, there's, there's, 
there's there's very much a first mover advantage in cannabis. There's also a second mover advantage, but the mm. ones who are there are very well positioned, and it's just showing, you know it's it's working, it's happening, um, not at the pace at which any of us would like to see. Whether you're a consumer, an operator, or an investor in the space, um, you know patience is wearing thin, and maybe that latter group, but uh, yeah, it's moving in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the positivity is appreciated. Um, you said the magic two letters though, New York. Uh, yeah. I mean, how, how closely does it follow? It seems like with a lot of cannabis items and most well, pretty much all cannabis items as New Jersey goes, New York followed. So what, what, what's next in that part of the tri-state? Yep. So we're, we're well on the way. Um, again, not moving perhaps at the pace at which we'd all like to see it happening, <clears throat> but there's progress, right? So there's two things that have happened. I think that are, that are noteworthy. Um, one, a couple of weeks ago, the, the New York office of cannabis management issued the first 52 conditional cultivation licenses. Those are coming from the grandfathered in, um, hemp operators mm -hmm. and the OCM announced today that there's no, the next meeting is on May 5th sooner than, um, some people had thought the next meeting would happen. <clears throat> I suspect, although they haven't released, um, you know, the full agenda, or at least I haven't seen it yet this afternoon. But I suspect that they'll issue another round of conditional cultivation licenses, and the you know the process for getting this this program open. I think we see the full blown regs if we see them all at once, probably by the end of May, maybe into June. It's a right. it's a heavy lift. But what's going to you know who are they going to sell it to? I think is the big question, and that's uh, you know it's going to be an interesting experiment, if you will, just because it's never yeah. happened before. But uh, the state is keen on issuing the first 100 to 150 retail licenses to what they've defined as justice-involved individuals. And those are people who have cannabis convictions on their record in the state of New York and also happen to own and operate, or own at least 10% and operate uh, a profitable business. So mm -hmm. a pretty unique category of people, um, but they're going to roll out those stores. Um, I would suspect they'll, they'll be open in the fall. Awesome. And, and from what I've learn from what i'm hearing the locations of those you know the initial social equity retailers are incredible um extremely high foot traffic areas in new york city around new york city and and <laughs> excuse me and across the state but um these uh these operators are gonna are going to be operating really um high value locations so Jeff, just two more really quick questions here. The first being, as somebody who lives in New York, at least for the time being, there are a lot of um, what I imagine are not licensed uh, sellers of THC uh, that operate just, you know, look like vape shop storefronts, right? So how does the regulation crack down on those? Um, you know, when do, when do yeah. they crack down on those? And, and, and do what's going to crack down on them? Do they crack down? That that was the question I was hoping we wouldn't have to ask. <laughs> um, I think that's an open question, to be perfectly honest with you. And they're not even these, you know, smoke shop, vape shops anymore. Some of them are really nice looking. Uh, they're dispensaries. They're open. Mm -hmm. They're beautiful. Um, they look really good. The problem is there's no loophole, right? There's no loophole. This talk of a loophole. There's no loophole. It's completely right. illegal. They're violating state law. They're definitely violating federal law. Um, the, the loophole, if you're going to call it that, is that there's no, that there's virtually seemingly zero appetite for law enforcement to get involved. And, and we, you know, I think we all understand why that's the case. Um, but, you know, we're going to be butting up against a different problem here, which is the opportunity presented to this first set of 100 to 150 social equity retailers. They will be in direct competition with these trap shops. Mm -hmm. And, and 
in addition to that, those <laughs> the the social equity retailers are going to be funded by the state of New York. The state is locking in leases and they will be subleasing these properties to the licensees in addition to giving them low interest loans. It's a very unique um, way of going about this. No one's done it yet. The state of New York should be applauded for this effort. It's, inc it's incredible. Um, and I think we all hope that it's successful, but one of the biggest headwinds in making sure that this program is successful, at least that element of it, is this competition from a completely unregulated market where we don't know whether that, you know, we, and I've been, I, I actually did a little trap shop tour with Graham last time he was in town. Um, <laughs> we spent an evening um, walking around the Lower East Side and, you know, you, you could hit, uh, you know, I could, I could throw, uh, you know, a medicine ball, uh, you know, about as far as I could find the next store, right? They're everywhere. And yeah. some of them are selling uh, pirated products. Uh, some of them look to be products that fell off the truck on their way from the West Coast. It's a little bit of both. There's two sort of business models there. One is a membership based and the other one is a gifting one. They're both completely straight up not legal. So yeah. um, what does enforcement look like? A little unclear, but you know we're in a unique context here where the state has a vested interest in ensuring that the regulated licensed operators are successful. Mm -hmm. And that's not something we've really seen yet in any other state. So yeah. the state is gonna have money behind it. Um, that could lead to enforcement. I don't think it's gonna be cops, you know, necessarily raiding these places and, um, you know, we all know what the optics of that would look like. It's not right. not great for anybody, but, um, <clears throat> you know, there are ways to, you know, there's a bill that's floating around Albany right now that uh, if it passed would automatically preclude anybody who's involved in one of those operations from having any involvement in a legal operator. Yeah. So not just, can't own one, can't apply for one, can't work at one, can't service them, nothing. That bill, I'm not sure if that bill is ever going to catch, you know, get, get real momentum, but that's one way to perhaps disincentivize people. Um, you Here's know, we a, could adopt, we, look, it, the yeah. way I think what they should do is what's going on, you know, what, what's kind of being done in LA and other parts of California, landlord liability. If you have a tenant that is an unlicensed cannabis operator, it's on the landlord. Mm -hmm. And that might be the only way to do this. Yeah. Super great insight, man. I appreciate that. Real quick, we got to wrap up here. So Aaron, no yep. video today, but I want to give Jeff a chance. Jeff, what do you do? Like, well, what, what's your place in these markets and who do you work with? I, just to give you a chance to actually say it. That's, a, <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be quick about that. So I'm a partner at Feuerstein Kulik. We're a New York City-based law firm, 30 attorneys. Uh, we're a full-service uh, multidisciplinary practice and like, all cannabis all the time, though. So it's the only industry that we work in, um, stakeholders, whether they're operators, investors, or ancillary businesses. My practice is sort of straddles the line of say 50-50 between cannabis investors, whether they're family offices or, or private funds, investing in the cannabis industry or operators, um, all the way from you know, small proprietors to you know, new, newly launched businesses across the country to um, you know, the, the, the very well-known names, uh, usual suspects, the publicly traded MSOs. Awesome. And, um, we do a lot of application writing and on the side, I own a dispensary in Massachusetts and uh, you know, so I sell some weed on the side. <laughs> My man, Jeff, it's a pleasure. This is far from the last time we're going to have you. So thank um, you for your insights and thanks for coming on with such short notice. Um, we will it. talk soon, my friend. Thanks for having me. Great job. I think it was awesome.
Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Jeffrey Schultz, partner at Forstein Kulik. Much appreciation to him. Thanks so much to Ethan Zahn, winner of Survivor Africa, a brand ambassador for True Leaves Momenta. Awesome episode. Javier, we missed you. I see you in the chat. We love you. Um, everybody else, we will do this again on Tuesday. Thanks so much for being with us. This is Cannabis Insider with Benzinga. Check out Cannabis Daily every morning. That's my other podcast. Uh, and we will keep this up for you. See you soon, friends. When your life depends on it, when everything is on the line, you've got to get real about addiction treatment. Only Karen offers 65 years of medical expertise in evidence-based treatment with real proven results. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. So if you're ready for something real, visit caron.org slash real today. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. There's a better way to drive traffic to your e-commerce store. Harness the power of AdRoll Dynamic Display Ads. Promote your products with interactive ads or showcase your best offers with an in-ad video. Not only is it easy for customers, you save money too. Dynamic Display Ads lower cost per conversion by 50% compared to static ads. See the difference. Visit AdRoll.com to get started today.